This, this, this is you. K-U-T. K-U-T, Austin. Stop. I'm Jennifer Staten. What causes cities to grow and prosper or not? Why does one side defeat another in war? Those are complex situations with lots of contributing factors. One factor that history often doesn't point out is the weather. Yes, storms, hurricanes, fog, and the like, and how those can change the course of events. Dr. Joel Myers has spent some time looking into that. He's the founder, president, and chairman of the commercial weather forecasting service, AccuWeather. He told me he's always been interested in the intersection of weather and history. And then we talked about weather events that have shaped Texas and the world. I taught for 21 years, started AccuWeather as a graduate student at Penn State, and uh, always have been fascinated by history and the weather. And so uh, along the way, I connected uh, the weather and climate to uh, uh, various events in history and humanity and the culture, and uh, it all fit together. So talking about Texas specifically, I think if most people think about Texas weather and history, they will start with 1900 and Galveston, yes. uh-huh. you know, what's called the Great Galveston Hurricane, the Great Storm of 1900. Is that the furthest back we should go for Texas or is there any storm of record before that? Depends uh, how you want to look at it now. Certainly the uh, 66 million years ago, uh, an asteroid hit near Yucatan and uh, destroyed the dinosaurs and paved the way for the rise of humanity. But if you want to look just at Texas events, certainly that is one that stands out dramatically. And uh, more than 10,000 people died from that one storm, which would be equivalent to hundreds of thousands today because there was no warning whatsoever. Well, right. It was 1900. Obviously, forecasting was quite different. Communication and media were quite different. So it was a Category 4, correct? Yes. And interestingly, the Cubans had warned the Americans that that hurricane was going to hit Texas. The American forecaster said, what do the Cubans know, and gave no warning. That's in one of the books that was written about the storm. And, uh, you know, at that time, uh, Galveston was the third largest city in Texas, uh, just uh, right behind uh, Dallas and one other city. Of course, that changed everything and gave rise to Houston, which was further inland, 50 miles further inland, protected by a bay, and uh, so it was thought to be safer, and it was until Harvey. And also, of course, uh, there was no air conditioning back then, and with the rise uh, of air conditioning, uh, that allowed Houston to uh, grow rapidly, and now the fourth largest city in the United States. Do you believe, had it not been for this storm, that Houston might have had a different trajectory as a, a major city? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Galveston might be the uh, the large city. But Galveston's got such a confined area to it. It could only grow so far, to a yeah. certain size. Yeah, well, that's getting out of my field, but certainly yeah, that's we could all speculate on a lot of things. And I want to ask about Hurricane Harvey, which did not hit that long ago. So we obviously don't have that long-term historical perspective on it yet. But I'm curious if you have a sense what Texas might see as a result of Harvey. Well, certainly uh, Harvey and Irma and what happened uh, with Maria in uh, Puerto Rico is going to have a significant impact on legislation. It's going to have uh, impact on uh, planning, uh, building codes, and so on, uh, as they should. Uh, Some of the programs need to be looked at to be more effective 
uh, to not encourage building in places where they're going to be flooded out time and time again. So, And it's going to affect budgets, government budgets, taxes, and so on. The wildfires in California, I believe, are going to put a hole in the California budget. And so uh, all of these uh, dramatic events, and this was the costliest year for disasters of the sort in history, are going to have an impact economic. You just can't wipe out that much wealth and, and expect it not to. It's interesting because you're speaking about you know specific impacts such as economic budget. It seems like there's also sort of a maybe a psychological part to it where you know people sometimes will rebuild in a place where disaster just struck, even though it might not make sense to do that, given the history. You're right. And uh, so there should be better planning. Uh, like Puerto Rico is just right in the path of hurricane after hurricane. They've had so many severe hurricanes, unfortunately. Uh, that's part of the reason they were in debt to begin with. The Philippines are another uh, area of the world where they get typhoons and get hit uh, year after year. So there are certain areas that are much more prone to disaster. And uh, if we want to plan sensibly, we should take that in, better into account. There's another incident that happened in Texas, not specifically history just of Texas, but you talk about the assassination of John F. Kennedy in 1963, and you say that weather played a part in that. What part yeah. did weather play in that? The When he landed, it had been raining, and the rain had just stopped. Now, if it had been raining, if the rain had continued, and he was shot around 1 o'clock, and he landed around 10 a.m. at the Dallas airport, the bubble top was on the car. And if the rain had continued, the bubble top would have been left on and nobody would have been able to get a shot at him. Uh, but the rain stopped and he wanted to connect with the crowd, so he ordered the bubble top off. Uh, so it's interesting to speculate if the rain had continued a few more hours, President Kennedy would have continued on as president. As it turned out, Lyndon Baines Johnson became president as a result of the assassination. And that had all kinds of political ramifications. President Kennedy, as popularity, had been declining. He was not getting anything, any legislation through. In sympathy for the uh, assassination, President Johnson was able to get civil rights legislation passed, a whole bunch of social programs. Also, President Kennedy was opposed to escalation of the war in Vietnam Lyndon Johnson's main focus was on domestic affairs. He took the word of the generals and the advisors on what to do in foreign policy. Of course, he escalated in Vietnam, sent a half million troops there. He believed in guns and butter, which put us on the uh, path to increased debt, which has, of course, accelerated ever since. So it's interesting to speculate three more hours of rain, what it might have done to change the course of this entire country. Well, and it's definitely speculation because, of course, you think, well, the assassination could have also happened a different place, different time of day. But it's interesting to think about that role of, of weather. Yes. It's probably hard to rank these. But if you look back over the research that you've done and the events you've looked at, is there one event that seems to stand out ahead of the others where weather played a really major role or one that, that people might not think of that weather well, would be so, involved in? There's so in. many. I mean, you know, we know about Dunkirk, the troops uh, escaping in the fog. We know the uh, Allied landing on Normandy where we had uh, good weather information the Germans didn't and were able to uh, land. Uh, we, we know about uh, Washington. Uh, America won the war because Washington knew about weather and was able to use his knowledge of weather to outwit the British. 
the British attacked again in the War of 1812 and occupied Washington and burned it, but a bad rainstorm came through with tornadoes, killed more British soldiers than the Americans, discouraged them, and they gave up and lost the War of 1812. So a couple times weather intervened. You go back 72,000 years, which is not a long time, in the history of the world, certainly, uh, 72,000 years, 3,600 generations ago, and because of a great volcanic eruption and the dust and debris put into the atmosphere, which cut down the sunlight, caused all kinds of uh, destruction, health issues, the number of humans on the planet was down to 2,000. And there might have been as few as 40 living uh, humans able to procreate. And so humans almost disappeared from the planet just 72,000 years ago because of this volcanic eruption, which shielded the earth and eliminated photosynthesis, and so plant life died and so on. Do we pay enough attention to the weather? And by we, I don't mean professionals, but (laughs) do uh, civilians and amateurs, do we pay enough attention to it? As a founder and president of AccuWeather, uh, I would say we do. We get 33 billion requests a day for weather on smartphones and our app and uh, tablets and so on. So uh, we have uh, nearly 2 billion people around the globe that use our forecast uh, to plan their day, to decide what to wear, to keep out of harm's way and so on. Well, I'll ask a, a better question then. Do we pay Do we pay enough attention to those potential big impacts that weather can have? Probably not, because they can change the course of humanity, culture, civilization, and so on. Dr. Joel Myers is the founder, president, and chairman of AccuWeather. And Joel, we thank you so much for your time and, and sharing your work and research with us. My pleasure. It was enjoyable. Thank you.